You are back with your girls, Jan and Kai, for another episode of Tits and Teeth. But we're doing something a little different for you today. We have gone back through all of our previous recordings and found extra stories, advice, truth bombs, and just funny bits that we weren't able to put in the episodes. Because let's face it, it's hard to pack in every bit of awesomeness into 45 minutes. We're not wizards. But we are wizards. We're just in the apprentice phase, okay? (laughs) You'll hear advice from Sarah Matten, some fun stories from Sam DiGiuseppe, Tanti McPherson, and Daniel Wade. We touch on families in the biz with Erica Peck and hear from Ann Pornell about fashion and fighting stigma. We shall get behind the scenes, but obviously Jen and I are still going to give you our tops and tails of the week. But we have another surprise. Daniel Abrahamson sent Jen and I an email one day saying that he started listening to the podcast while cleaning and ended up listening to it all morning and was like, I got to write these girls a theme song, a tops and tails theme song. Oh, we love it. We love theme songs and we love Daniel for making this track for us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So Let's get to it. Here are the tops and tails of the week with Jen and Kai with a little song from Daniel Abrahamson. It's the tops and tails of the week with Jen and Kyla. Oh my God. It's antique. Oh my gosh. Give them to me. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Okay, so my top is obviously we open Mamma Mia at the Globe Theater in Regina. We're open. Uh, so we're here. We're open. It happened. It was lovely. Actually, it went super smoothly, which is amazing. And after understudy runs, we'll, you know, actually get that time off. When are your <laughs> understudy runs? We start rehearsals. Well, we start rehearsal on Wednesday for it. So it's next week. So we still have like another week of rehearsal time, but. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. That's good. That's so nice. How was the opening? Lovely. Full of Love. drinks and and shenanigans as it should be. As every opening should be. And then a double the next day, was it? No, we only had a single. So it was like, it was pretty luxurious. We all woke up and we were like, no, nah, thank God. Because <laughs> we opened on a Thursday. So we only had a, a single show a on the Friday, Friday evening. Oh, that's so nice. I know. And then my tale is yesterday, which was Sunday night, day off, like things are happening. My backpack decided that yesterday was the last day it was ever going to exist, ever. No. <laughs> like every, every zipper, every zipper broke on it. <laughs> There's something very important about a girl and her backpack because you're a dancer. You need your shoes in there. You need your pencil case. You need your like. I have binder, both. All of the things. Yeah, I have both my binders for the show. Like I put everything in and just like, pfft, like just. It, did you hear that? It sounded like a excellent fart. Pfft, it just exploded. <laughs> no. So there's lots of safety pins on it right now. Oh, that's so No, it's so not cute. (laughs) It's not even usable. That's terrible. But at least on the plus side, you get to go shopping for a new backpack. I know. I got to hit up Winners. (laughs) That's a shout out to Winners. It's my favorite store. 
Yes. That's so- <laughs> okay, give me yours. Give me yours, girl. Okay, okay. Well, we just got back from Mexico. Yes. <laughs> it was so nice. It was such a fancy, luxurious vacay. Yeah. Uh, but Brent and I, I, like, we go to Australia a lot, and I have family in Florida, so we go and visit them all the time. We go to, back and forth to New York all the time, so... This one was not a vacation for seeing Jen's family or doing those things. It was just a vacation for us. I think it's so important to do every now and then. We feel so refreshed and relaxed. Get that sunshine Mm. on you. So, yeah, it's good. It was a very good one for the soul. We feel very balanced and ready for the world. Hell yeah. But then my tales is that Brent came home and like, you know, when you just get home from overseas, like if you're in Bali or if you're in Mexico, <laughs> you get you the boobs, the tummy rumbling <laughs> starts. <laughs> Hi, Brent. Thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, Brent. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> so, I mean, it was a beautiful vacation. We were so rested and relaxed and good to our bodies and good to our mind and soul. And then afterwards he was like, <laughs> he was very sick for like just a day or so. Yeah, just a day. It's totally fine. It's just a day. <laughs> but bless his heart. So yes. that was that was definitely a very big um, tales. And then <laughs> when you start getting healthy, because you, you have to take all the probiotics and all of the things, mm-hmm. You know, all of that, it has to go through your system. And but then the middle of the night farts <laughs> from Mr. Jason. I was out like later than him one day and I came in the room and I was like, oh, oh. buddy. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's my tales. He's coming uh, Love you, Brent. <laughs> love you, Brent. Thank yeah. you for being part of this. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> um, so now we're going to be into a very different but special episode of Tits and Teeth. Woo! It's going to be a fun one. Stay tuned. There's so much hand acting going on right now. So much. My hands are all on my face like a Disney princess. Bye. <laughs> Okay, friends, sometimes in our 60 Seconds with the Godfather segment, we can't get to every bloody question. So sometimes when we have time with our guests and we're sitting around having a glass of wine after our episode, we go back for fun and ask some questions. So here's one we thought you'd enjoy with Sam DiGiuseppe. It's time for 60 Seconds with the Godfather. It's 60 Seconds with the Godfather. Not 20, not 30, not 40, not 50. It's 60 Seconds with the Godfather. (laughs) Go. What song are you jamming to right now, Sam? You know what I'm jamming to? Jamming. This is going to be not a quick no. answer. Come on, let's go. I'm full into the Mean Girl soundtrack, and I don't care about people ah. who think that it's bad or whatever people are saying about it, or the New York Times didn't give it a rave review or whatever the fuck. Okay. I am in. I am into Taylor Louderman in a painted on white pant getting lifted. Jen Teeson's yeah. giving a thumbs down. Yeah. She hates it. She looks fucking hot. She looks fucking hot. I'm in. Like, I'm just in. I want to be Regina George in a musical. <laughs> like, I'm just in. That's hilarious. So, I mean, what I'm jamming to, like, I guess that, like, bitch. Bitches belting high, give me all of it. Okay, great. You love, love a bitch and Tina Fey. Like I love it. I, I mean, I'm jamming to the A list playlist on Apple Music. Interview Tina Fey. Can you imagine? Stop. <laughs> yeah. I don't even look at me. 
Here is a little nugget of wisdom from the beautiful Sarah Matten, who is just talking about her experience, her personal experience in not competing, especially once you have the job. So switch it off, just be present, support each other and put the show first is basically what she's saying here. But, you know, much more eloquently and succinctly because Sarah Matten. Enjoy. I guess it is a tough business for the ladies Um, I think I'm like a big feminist, which just means I want equal rights. It's nothing crazy. I don't, I don't burn my bra. I wear a padded one to look bigger. Um, (laughs) I feel you go, right? I think, I think we don't have to worry what I love. I mean, I'll talk specifically to my experience with Drayton because I mostly work at Drayton. (laughs) Let's be honest. Um, I think well, we can remember, and my experience in Drayton is once we had the job, we have the job. I didn't feel like there had to be a competition, right. or I didn't feel Alice like I had to. Drayton con- Entertainment is a, um, a regional theater in Canada. They have about several theaters throughout the uh, throughout Ontario and a little further. I think they're number two yeah. now in terms of hiring actors in Canada. I was so say, Alex, they employ a lot. Alex has of done amazing things. I think he's absolutely brilliant, honestly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. He, to me, I think like his his business mind. I just want to pick his business mind all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think that well, for my experience, once we were hired, we didn't have to feel like we were at an audition every day. We didn't have to prove ourselves anymore. And I think if we remember that in all jobs, mm-hmm. you don't have to prove yourself. You don't have to, you know, show up and do a good job like we all do. I don't. Yeah. I can't imagine anybody half asking it. Anywhere okay. in Canada, let's be honest. Yeah. You just can't. Oh, you, you can't. No. And you just can't. And get high I believe again. in our work ethic. I think we're too good. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, but I think just own, know what you do well and not worry about anything else. Not worry about, oh, like I didn't go into that scene because you know when you do eight shows a week, you're so happy to be in that oh change room and not do that God. cross. <laughs> At the end of the day, yeah, 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 you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, great, I can Thank do something God. else. So in that moment, you can you can get a little competitive, I bet. And <laughs> I'm going to say, I bet, quote unquote. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's for the great of the show. And we the all are getting paid the same the and we Ooh. all have the, sh- we're all getting paid mm-hmm. and we're all on the same show. Mm-hmm. None of it matters. And I think if we just support each other's strengths and know what your strengths are, you won't feel threatened yeah. or worry so about secure, anybody else. Secure in yourself and you do be you boo boo. You do you boo boo. That's the best way to say it. You do you boo boo. Own it. That's yes. it. Live it, love it. Go to the it, show, not go to the actor. I love that. Very that's it. All right. All of our listeners will be able to relate to this. And if you can't, you're lying. (laughs) You're a bloody liar. You're a bloody liar. Look, every single person has had that tragic, tragic audition. Or or something. Kyla, what is your worst audition? (laughs) Tell me about it. Mine is a commercial audition. Mm -hmm. And... um, Those ones are weird, to be honest. Yes. Uh, so that I did have, I did play violin for like 10 years. Hundo P. Have I practiced it at this time lately? No. Um, I get this commercial audition where they need me to play something. I, you know, I go back to the agency. I'm like, I'm not like, I like learning stuff in a day, you know, like I can figure it out. Like 
but what type of musician like is this just is it going to be dubbed over you know like something like that like what is this is the actual violin going to be dubbed over or is it me blah 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 blah. (laughs) I did eventually so I went I learned what I needed to learn right I get there and there are like concert musicians <laughs> like 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 yeah like these were musicians hundo p yeah went in did my thing and then they wanted me to like improvise after two and i was like <sighs> so a i did my best <laughs> B, I took a cab home instead of transit and cried as soon as I got in the cab. Yeah, that was that one was was uh, rough to say the least. Oh, babe, I didn't know you played the violin. Yes, for a lot of years, <laughs> I did. I did. That's uh, needless to say. It is off my special skills now. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good note to self, right? When you're like... (laughs) I was like, perfect. No longer applicable to me. Excellent. (laughs) I need more time than a day to remember how to do this. (laughs) Don't call us. We'll call you. (laughs) They didn't even give me that courtesy. (laughs) You're like, I'll I'll be seeing myself out. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. (laughs) I actually I did that once as well at the end of an audition that was just horrendous yeah I went up to every person you know like it's like like, I did it was so I was so mortified that it went so badly that I panicked and went up to every single one one by one and shook their hands and was like knowing that you're doing the wrong thing but I don't know why I did it and then I left and went immediately to the bar across the road oh yes you immediately I didn't book that job though you did you what (laughs) fuck you goodness fuck you go well actually was it that one at one of my really (laughs) Yes, Jen Tyson arrives in Canada and <laughs> is just full out with feeling. I have a hair, um, a oh, head yes. full of hair extensions. They were those like nasty old clip-in hair extensions. So I spent all morning like just curling that hair extension, clipping it into my hair, teasing it, and then like <laughs> spraying it in so it stays, whatever. <laughs> but then it was for um it was for the panto mm-hmm. for the um it, it, for Tracy Flies or the Russ Petty panto. Mm-hmm. Um but I think it was possibly like my first audition for Tracy Fly like the um, somebody had um somebody had found me somewhere randomly either at a class or it was Wilson I believe found me at a class or something mm-hmm. like that and said come on in I'm going to invite you to come to this audition. And uh, like, I had no agent, knew no one in the city and (laughs) whatever. (laughs) So I show up, everyone else, they were like, write down your agent's details there. Mm -hmm. And I wrote my own name and a smiley face. Hell yeah, you did. (laughs) Had my full hair extensions and a full face and I was ready to go. Like my Australian tan was (laughs) on. (laughs) I was ready. So then Tracy, we do the combo 
whatever. And then Tracy's like, and just freestyle to the end. So I was like, oh, you want to oh, see yeah. a freestyle? <laughs> Hair whip. <laughs> Extension gets caught underneath my pit. So I have to rip it out. Like as I pull my head forward, I rip it out and it like tears a hole in the back of my head. But the extension is still attached to underneath yeah. my my armpit. So there's nothing, you know, you can't just let an extension fall on the floor. That's fucking horrifying. So I dropped to the splits, took it out from under my armpit and I just whipped it around my head. I remember this, everyone. I was there. (laughs) Did another head hair whip. The music stopped. I tucked it in in behind like a tail, like a horse's tail, ladies and gents. And I walked off. And you were like, you're welcome. All right. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. First, first impressions first or impression. whatever. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Never forgot you after that. They were like, did that girl just pull her extension out? I, re- I was on the side. I remember seeing it being like, wait, what? <laughs> Is she whipping around a hair extension? <laughs> And then poor Tracy Fly, she told me later because she's a dear friend. And then she said later, she had to explain to Russ Petty what happened. What happened. (laughs) Who just couldn't understand. Who was like, wait, Wait, she lost a chunk of her hair. It was a lot. It was big. Noticeable. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. That's funny. I love it. So now that we've shared our you know finest moments would you say finest moments Kai one of I mean one of many (laughs) (laughs) of all the stupid things we've done this lies somewhere in the middle this lies just there it just (laughs) happens to be part of it (laughs) um so the reason that we wanted to share this with you guys is because um we absolutely loved uh an Anthony Tanti full-out Passion McPherson story Mm -hmm. um that we 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 couldn't put it in his episode, but we couldn't we couldn't leave it so that you guys you guys just had to hear it. You just have to hear it. Here it you is. Just have to. Here it is. So, <laughs> here is Yeah, here's Anthony's wonderful first audition story, I believe. This was not my first audition. Okay. Right. However. At 14. Tanti. Okay, so I love it when he refers to himself as Tanti. <laughs> I had done like Two um, two years with the youth performance, youth performance company at Neptune Theatre School. And as a result, um, the artistic director, Ron Alrick at the time, he was like, oh, who's this kid? Come in and audition. So I ended up going in and doing a play, which is the play I talked about earlier, I Gift to Last. And so I was like, oh, yeah, off my high horse. Great. They're going to like, and he was like, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I remember, no, literally 14-year-old Tanti, like, getting $100 a week to be this, like, cute actor in a show. You're like, yeah. And he was, like, four foot eight. And he was just like, and so. A little. Just they were doing to kill him. That I am currently. They were doing to kill a mockingbird the next year. And they were like, okay. Let's bring Anthony into audition. I was like, great. Ted Dykstra, if you're listening, <laughs> uh, was directing the show and he was doing the auditions in Halifax. I was auditioning for Gem. 
And they were like, you need to bring in a monologue. And I was like, what the fuck is a monologue? <laughs> 14-year-old dancing. So my dear friend, who we've lost touch since, but she's a couple of years older, and they were, had done Fiddler on the Roof at their high school. And we were, I was like, oh, I no. need a monologue. She was like, okay, cool. Like, we just did Fiddler on the Roof. There's tons of monologues in this show. <laughs> she's like, borrow my script. And I was like, great. <laughs> So I'm going through the script. And I'm looking for monologues, looking for monologues. I'm like, great, okay, To Kill a Mockingbird, like, <laughs> let me find. It. So I do a bunch of prep. I get into the room because like, he's Anthony Passion McPherson, <laughs> even at 14. Hey, yeah. I'm Anthony. <laughs> I, like he's like, let's start with the. Uh, I was me and Ted Dykstra, and I think someone from like some assistant from Neptune was there. I was like, okay, I'm ready to do my monologue, and they're like, great. <clears throat> Take my moment. <laughs> Stop. A fiddler on the roof. <laughs> and I start going into Tevia's monologue. From like one. literally page, page one. <laughs> like a freaking so little oh my good. god. And he's like, so oh cool. Great. Great so strong good. choices. Should we read the scene? Um, needless to say, didn't book that one. <laughs> First um, station at 14. But I ended up doing Sound of Music that fall, anyway, or that, anyway. So You're I was, right. I was in the, fine. I kept You're to the fine. musicals. I, it's one of my favorite Anthony stories, and I make him retell it all the time, because I think it's so brilliant. Just 14, pulling out that tevia. Do your homework. <laughs> I like, I it was a brilliant I did, and it was like, It was on page great. one. It was already there. It was a monologue. Brilliant. Come on. Perfect. <laughs> One of our outtakes from Mr. Sam to Giuseppe involves some great advice about being supportive, even if you didn't get the job. If you didn't get the job, you weren't meant to get the job. And sometimes that sucks, but you should still go see the show, support your friends, and enjoy how much freaking talent is on that stage. And then sometimes you get real jest about people's performances and you talk about it a lot like me. (laughs) I grew up in Stratford and obviously I would go to the musicals with my mama bear and often I would see Crystalise in many of the shows and I had such a talent crush on her. She was a fierce dancer with amazing technique. She was short like me. And like we said in her rep, she's Krista, can't take your eyes off her lease. Ha! Bringing it back. Another person I love to watch is Chad McFadden. Okay, in Guys and Dolls at Stratford last year, I was sitting in the audience. He came up and did this huge, beautiful Batma right in front of my face. And I literally grabbed my boyfriend's knee and made this sound. Oh! I love watching him dance so much. Is this creepy yet? <laughs> okay, here is Sam's story. Yeah, okay, so I just saw a music man at the Stratford Festival. Great. And I, we're going to get into a shout out for a second here. I'm not a crazy stalker fan, but I right. am obsessed with Colton Curtis. And like, I know him, but also, and I sent him a message. I talked Hi, to him Colton. after. Hi, Colton. Hi, Colton. Hi, babe. Uh-huh. I was watching him do it. And I, like Adam and I both, we were like, in it we were forward in our seats we're like fucking dance for us do it do all the dancing and I don't dance like that I can't do that shit I mean he's also uh, like a triple threat but in that show he's dancing like crazy and I was like what he does is not what I do and he is so fucking good like he's so good at it yeah and what what is his is not mine great Mm -hmm. 
Do you know what I mean? Like, what so is what is meant for Kyla isn't meant for Jen. Yeah. And if it, Jen gets it, then it was meant for Jen and it wasn't meant but for Kyla. Yes. So, like, like just so being much. supportive of different people yes. and their strengths and saying, yes. you be you and you be great at what you're good at. And Dance I'm- for me, Colton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the and do all the other things. Like, I'm not saying that he can't sing and act. No, like, no, he, no. he can. But he can do it all. In it's that moment, up. you were like, Dance for me. Like, I literally, <laughs> 76 so trombones started. 76 trombones started, and I leaned forward in my seat. And I was like, you fucking dance for me. All <laughs> he was, they were doing like a thousand dribble pirouettes. I was in a musical. I, I had one double and it's, it was at the top of the second act. And every day I was like, Ooh, here it comes. <laughs> like I was like getting ready for it. I was like, Oh God, here it comes. Aww. And then once it was done, I was like, good, let's go Sounds on with the like show. Shit. <laughs> oh my God. Oh fuck, here it comes. Oh and they were just like foop, 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 like him and like Eric Abel and all those boys just doing like all sorts of leaps and tricks. Aww, and shout out and to I have no interest. That's not for me. I can't do that shit. But I want to see them all do it. And it was Hell amazing. Yeah. I think that's a beautiful message just for people coming up and just um, just support your friends Heck and yes. know that you do you and what's in, what's important for someone else isn't like necessarily your story. And it's really great to get behind the people, yeah. the, uh, other people in the business. Which so much easier to just felt this way. Hell yeah. It's oh so much God. easier to just go it. and like things, yeah. right? Than to like. Be like angry about, about it, yeah. yeah. It with a critical Just eye, you're fun. like, yeah. I mean, we all like we're always going to view stuff with a critical eye, but like if you can let yourself just enjoy something, mm-hmm. man, it's you see theater like regular people see it. Yeah, that's how I felt so watching Music true. Man. I felt like I was watching a show as if I had not studied it or like done it, and not to say that I could have been critical. I just like was totally taken there with it. Aww, and I fucking great. loved it. So that's the Music Man Yay. at the Stratford Festival with Song all of Danielle our Wade. We love you, Danielle. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I love Danielle. We were obsessed with comedian Anne Pornell from the second city, Toronto, who has the need to always look bomb, who is all about taking back the word fat, and who's probably going to take over the world any minute now. We love her message, we love her passion for fashion, and are so behind this glam justice warrior. Here is our girl, Anne. So your interests outside the business, Mm -hmm. because we do like... You need to have something, of course, to keep to you keep sane. You to sane. keep you well rounded. Yeah, like <laughs> this thing is crazy. So, but you are all style and makeup. You are fashion forward. Okay, no, this is like a the the actual story that a store in New York named. What did they name after you? Because you spent so much money. A skirt? Yeah. Oh, there's an Anne skirt, sir. It's a Pornell that, skirt. Oh, a yeah. it's, a, it's my last name. I like that. So it's much specifically better. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <gasps> okay. yeah. Because you spent so much money there. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. Cool. Yeah. And, and I'm like blessed. You spent honestly, so much money there. It's the least they can do. What does it look like? It's. Black. I want to know what this skirt looks like. It's black, gray, purple, neon green, and it's just like an abstract Ooh, print. Maybe. And it's just like you know. Uh, like a skater skirt, but it's uh, neoprene, so like scuba uh, oh, fabric, yeah, yeah. so it keeps its structure. So okay, cool. I love a structured skirt because it's just like cinched in the waist and it flows out and it makes you look awesome. So Snatch. that's what the Pornell skirt looks like. And it's just a designer in New York that caters, like all of their clothing goes from a size small to a 3XL. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fan of size inclusion, again, because as I've said, I am a big lady. And I don't want to have to... Big, beautiful lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to yeah, have yeah. to be limited with... I don't want just like to... 
I deserve to the right to look fabulous. And mm-hmm. so whenever I find stores or designers that cater to bigger sizes, I just eat it up. And I have a very big problem with spending money <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, the stereotypical thing that you would expect like of bigger ladies is you know like the big flowery floral muumuu shirts and like no. leggings. Get out. they're cute but I'm like no sometimes I want to wear like a skin tight dress and show off my body like I am Hell so yeah. past giving a shit what anyone thinks about my body I'm like I want to look this way so I'm gonna look this way yeah and just like you're just like fucking what is what is this called like you just like worming, body rolling. Yeah. Body rolling. Yeah. There we go. That's what I meant. Just body rolling through life. But like, <laughs> it's so funny though that that it still goes right back into me wanting to help change the world. Yeah, Be- and set an example, <laughs> baby. Of- glam justice warrior. Exactly. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. this need to look bomb is because like. I want everyone to know that bigger ladies can look fucking fierce and sexy. And let me tell you, listeners at home, she's looking cute in front of me. She's got a little onesie going on. She's looking cute. It's a onesie. I haven't got to go with the wrong I've been looking. I'm like, what you wearing? (laughs) I almost did this interview without pants on because I'm on Skype. You would have seen them when you almost picked your pants. I know. (laughs) Staring on dusk. Who was the designer, just in case any of our listeners want to go and find them mm-hmm. it is rue 107 rue 107 yes. so they can find them on instagram Online. all right yes yes, yes yes what i will say is what um i've noticed in this episode and i think it's so fucking cool is anytime you've said you're a plus size woman and you're, you're referred to yourself as fat or anything like that you've never said it with a negative a connotation mm-hmm. it's always oh. been with a positive like yes i'm a plus size woman that is a good thing i am who i am and i think that that's so wonderful um hmm. and you just fucking own yourself <laughs> and and can you speak uh, about that absolutely at all and how you feel about it? i wrote another scene in the first show i did at second city and it was uh, the premise the whole idea of the scene is that fat people can't call themselves fat without straight size people being like no 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 you're not fat you're this you're this and i'm like fat is a description of your body size that mm-hmm. is it yeah. it doesn't mean that you're lazy it doesn't mean you're ugly it doesn't mean you're disgusting a lot of people have those negative denotations when they think about that but i'm all about like no 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 you can be fat you can be beautiful like how your size does not dictate <laughs> What a I'm good person dancing. you are. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so excited. It had, like, what She's your jazzed. body looks like has nothing to do with what's on the inside, what kind of a person you are, how sexy yeah. you are, how sexy you can feel. Like, that is something mm. that you can control. And I'm all about taking back the word fat because it's been hurled as an insult to me my whole life. And I'm like, I don't give you that power anymore. You're not allowed to make me feel bad. Too bad. Hell yeah. It's a yeah. slow clap. <laughs> And it doesn't have Boom. to have a negative connotation with it. So let's yeah. take that negati- uh, negative connotation and fucking throw yeah. it away and say, fat yeah. is beautiful. Yeah. And honestly, it took me, like, I'm 34. It took me so long to get to that point. Like, yeah. I understand there's so many body issues, especially in the arts, especially when we're on stage and in yeah. front of the camera. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I've never been more acutely aware of what I look like. But at a certain point, it's just like, I could spend my whole life worrying about how much I weigh, how big my butt is, or I could sort of oh, relax or. and not give a shit about what other people think. Because guess what? I'm still working. 
Yeah. And no one is like, oh, you can't be this. I, I'm the only one who's allowed to say what I can and cannot be. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck everyone. Right? <laughs> Fuck everyone. Erica Peck is a straight shooter and someone who will always give you her honest opinion, which is why we loved what she had to say about creating a family while still being active in this career. So, once again, the wonderful Miss Erica Peck. So, um, we were talking about women and, and um, you know, kind of our steps in the business and do what feeds your soul and what makes you happy. Um, what is there a... a family life that you do you oh, ever want to have kids and babies yeah. and all of that stuff where do you stand on it's a it? thing um you know i just did bell sir uh, musical yeah. which is canadian um and uh i was talking to one of our principal actresses and i asked her she's she's you know um she's Oh my goodness, I'm not sure how old she is, but she's, you know... Ageless. She's ageless. Mm, she's timeless, timeless to me. To me. <laughs> Excellent work. Um, and she said, you know, back when kids were an option, they weren't an option. If, if you were a woman in our business, it was just out of the question for you. It was not something you could do. And I can't believe how much that's changed. Um, personally, it's a bit trickier because me and my husband have a large age difference. He's 17 years older than me. Oh, so. Really? Yeah, he looks great. He do- oh, he looks <laughs> oh, he looks delicious. <laughs> um, but it, it's a pressing, you know, topic. Uh, and and for us, yeah, I think we will because I'm an only child, and I think that I don't think I've ever heard of a of a producer or a director or someone being like, "God, I miss that person." Once we're gone. We're, we're, we're out there on our own. And I think that I've seen a lot of my friends sacrifice their personal lives for the love of our job. And that doesn't necessarily return to us the way that the love of your family does. Um, so I like, I fucking love being married. I think it's the most fun, awesome thing. I have the best husband in the world. I'm so lucky. And like, I don't really like, I don't look at babies and go like, Oh, I want one of those. But like, (laughs) I look at like families and I go, yeah, like why want one of those one day? So that's like the part I have to do. (laughs) I guess you can create your own human, you know, like, like, Oh, I like mine. The thing that I like best is that it's just, I'm free to do it if I want now. And and I didn't realize that that was such a gift, Um, but it is and it's possible. Yeah. Cool. So do it. Get it. Yes. Plus like that part is like the the fun part, right? Nah. So, you know. We practice that at all. So like, do it. You know what I mean? Do it. But but honestly, making sure you have a family of any kind, it doesn't have to be blood relatives, doesn't have to be children, but making sure you have a family is absolutely number one and your job should never, never come before that. Cool. True story. Strong Love words. Um. Love it. Having a family in this biz is sometimes difficult to get your head around because we work all over the country, our bodies are our livelihood, and it can seem too hard or too overwhelming to do. At least that's how I feel sometimes. But amazing, strong women are doing it and killing it. Here is a little teaser for an upcoming episode we're going to do about moms in musical theater. Take it away, Heather McGuigan. Hey, this is Heather McGuigan. There is a baby boom happening, and I'll be joining the gals of Tits and Teeth to talk about being a working parent in the Canadian theater scene. 
From the magical moment of feeling my boy's first kicks to my 40th hour of labor, puking face deep in a garbage can of medical waste. From feeling like a superwoman to a swamp monster. Join me for the upcoming podcast, Mom Jeans. Hang on to your socks, ladies and gents, because you know any episode with musical theatre veteran, new parent and all-round superstar Heather McGuigan is going to be loaded. That's right, I said it, loaded. But obviously we're not forgetting about our working dads in musical theatre as well. We're getting to you guys too. Stay tuned because it's all coming your way. And if you feel like your story is not being represented or shared, write to us immediately. Do it right now. Stop what you're doing. Write to us. We want to hear it. And we know our awesome listeners will too. Once again, the guests on Tits and Teeth are fucking legends. They are fucking titans, mate. Honestly, I'm learning so much all the time and I hope that you guys are too. Everyone has a different story to tell and shit, son, they're all very important. <laughs> Clearly, I'm jazzed because it's been an awesome throwdown episode. Once more, our guests today were Sam Giuseppe, Sarah Matten, Anthony McPherson, Anne Pornell and Erica Peck. It's always good to take a moment to go back and reflect, right? And that goes for life too. We are always moving so fast in this crazy technological world. So do me a favor and just take a little time out for you today. And if your boss or whoever gives you strife, just blame the Aussie. Tell them to get fucked because this is important. Okay? Cool. Love you. You guys know you can find us on Insta at Tits and Teeth Podcast. We're on Twitter at Teeth Tits, and you can head over to our website at titsandteethpodcast.com. As you guys know, Kyla and I are podcasting to you from two different cities across Canada at the moment. We think we're doing all right. We're working out by itself. But whenever we are in editing strife, we email our mate Justin Stadnick for assistance from his music editing company, Just Music. If you are ever in need of any music editing for your dance kit, competition piece or anything like that Justin Stadnick is your guy he is always our first call and he's just the bloody best he gets back to you right away he's a legend you can find him at justmusicindance.com all right legends have yourself a great bloody week remember tits up teeth out you got this we love you